Hi, Pat the Podcast Editor here. Who's ready to look back at a bit of cringy marketing? Today, Dan and Lloyd are talking about some of the marketing missteps they've taken on the road to success working with global household name brands. Oh, should we should we be talking about rubbish marketing things we've done? <laughs> is, that, is that weird for a business <laughs> saying they're good at marketing <laughs> yeah. to do? From automated messages to the evolution of cold calling, we'll uncover some of the less dignified strategies that, for better or for worse, played a role in the development of the business. Maybe you've even tried some of these yourself. I think at the time, it worked very well. Um, but then, you know, once we'd used it too much, then it became annoying for people and we realised it wasn't working. And I think, I don't believe that anyone should have regrets about their marketing approaches because ultimately we're all just trying to figure this out and trying to test different things. Oh, more you're here. If at any point you're enjoying the show and you want to give a little something back, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Something as quick as just telling a friend or even just subscribing goes a long way towards helping this podcast reach more people. Right, let's strap in. This is episode 61 of the Business Anchors podcast. We're just a couple of business anchors. Welcome to the Business Anchors podcast. This jingle is slightly too long. This jingle is slightly too long. What marketing strategies have we used in the past that you're now embarrassed about and why? Lots, actually. I think um, historically, we've used a whole range of different marketing approaches. I think marketing is all about trying and testing different strategies. Some of them flop, some of them you look back on and think, oh, that was a bit silly. But I think it's going to be fun for us to talk about some of them because it might make people think what they're doing. That's a good point, actually, because to be completely honest with the anchors listening, um, I was thinking, oh, should we? Should we be talking about rubbish marketing things we've done? Is that, is that weird for a business <laughs> yeah. saying they're good at marketing <laughs> yeah. to do? But you're right, actually, to have su- success in mm. marketing, you test a load of things mm. and it's part of the process that some things don't get results, some yeah. do, some get great results, some get average results. And I so think in true Knowlton style, we want to be authentic and transparent. So... Um, can I start? There's a few that I want to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. Um, uh, so firstly, I think when we started out, I remember uh, absolutely loving tools. And tools are great, like apps and tools mm. that help you do certain things with social media. You are a tool. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really into being efficient and saving time, mm. which is important in yeah. business. Yeah, sounds good so far. Um, so what I did was I found lots of tools that would automate everything we ever mm. did. Um, and basically, so for the for the nerds out there who have heard of a tool called IFTT, If This Then That, it's a tool that connects different apps. And when one action happens on one app, it triggers an action on another app. Can you give an example? I'll give you an example. So um, when uh, you could connect it to your weather app so that when the weather is going to, it says it's going to rain tomorrow, you automatically get a text saying, take your umbrella to work. Okay, cool. Uh, so then in your marketing, you know that you need an umbrella. No, so oh, a more relevant right. example of right. how we did it. Mm-hmm. Whenever certain publications like social media pu- publications, which is a website that writes useful social media articles, mm-hmm. whenever they post an article, I had it set up so that I'd tweet that article instantly. Right. So, and it would basically um, draw in the the title of the article and the link to a tweet mm. with certain hashtags and then tweet it. And I did this for various publications that, that 
produced lots of really great articles. So every two minutes I was tweeting. Um, well, you were. I tweeting. wasn't tweeting, but the tools were tweeting for me. Yeah. And at the time, it actually helped me grow my Twitter following. It helped mm. build awareness. But eventually, um, I think everyone on Twitter hated me because I was just constantly. That is really interesting. You saying like initially it, it was good, but eventually it was a negative thing because our well, we are very much. Uh, in general, against automation in marketing here at Knowlton. I understand other people, uh, the other the other end of the spectrum, and think it's great. Um, and that's exactly an example of why I think it's negative and why we steer clear of automation in marketing. It's that actually, in the short term, it can be really good and get you some quick wins and get you noticed and all this sort of thing. But because automation in marketing, from what I've seen, is always uh, a way to trick other people into thinking a human is doing something. Uh, in the short term, you've tricked someone. That can be extremely positive and you can get you some kind of result that you're looking for. In the long term, if you think about relationships in normal life and, and everything, in the long term, if you're over a period of time tricking people into thinking something's happening those relationships aren't going to last because once people realise you're trying to trick them into thinking mm. something different, they're not going to like you anymore. Yeah. And that's... I know there are big fans of automation in marketing, but that's a key thing that I think for long term is really, really negative. I think there... And we, I don't want us to kind of shit on all automation because I think there's... There I do. Is, there is... Well, I think there's automation out there that is good. Mm -hmm. um, I think the, the, the kind of automation that is very useful and I believe is, is a good type of automation to use is something where you're not pretending to be doing something that's not you. Yeah. Like things in the back end of like within HubSpot, you can automate tasks so that when one thing happens, it moves someone along the kind of sales mm. funnel. That's not pretending to be someone to someone else, but it's I, very useful because it saves you time. I think that's automation making a human or a group of humans more efficient. And that's, yeah. that's where I think the line is. So automation, you know, uh, you could say that reminders on your phone are automation. So something goes off and, and mm. tells me to do something. But I think it's that thing. You're not trying to trick anyone into thinking that a human's done something. Yeah. It's something to make humans more efficient mm. at actually doing the stuff. Yeah. So that that was something we used to do a lot of. And I remember a cutoff point where um, we just stopped doing all of that and then started to produce content and actually tweet it and actually share it on social platforms, mm. you know. And, and it's it hard. I was just thinking, oh, actually, first, I'll ask you the question. Do you regret us using those kind of techniques in no. the past? I think at the time it worked very well. Hmm. Um, but then, you know, once we'd used it too much, then it became annoying for people and we realized it wasn't working. And I think, I don't believe that anyone should have regrets about their marketing approaches because ultimately we're all just trying to figure this out and trying to test different things. Mm -hmm. I think what, uh, what you don't want to be doing is trying to do anything like unethical. And this is, this is what came on to my second point of, uh, another thing that we did that we tested automated LinkedIn messages, a series mm -hmm. of automated drip fed LinkedIn messages. Yeah. I've tried this in the past and um, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't recommend it. I think, and that was pretending to mm. be, you know, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't, it, it really frustrates that stuff really. 
I know it's be- listeners will probably think I'm weird. Like, but doing things, and I think it annoys me more with the LinkedIn automatic messages because they're written in such a way to try and make them appear like a human. Yeah. Like, hey, oh, love your hey, profile. hey, you, mu- you must have missed this message. That's fine. I know you're busy. And I just, uh, for long term success mm. with anything, like that just makes me think. Like they're, you're prob- lying they're probably to me. not, but that makes me think you're a dickhead. You're trying to trick mm. me into thinking you've written this. And like, I think a lot of the people doing it aren't dickheads. They're very really nice people, and they've got mm. a family they go home to, and they're lovely parents and lovely. But that, I don't know. I don't see how long term that can be effective for anyone. Again, I think it's a thin line between trying to to uh, utilize tools to make you efficient versus those tools actually being effective and lying to people and pretending to do something, Hmm. you know, I I think it's a thin line. I think it's the evolution of cold calls. Mm. It's like calling people up as if you want to have a chat with them when in reality you've been automatically dialed and you're the 465th person someone's spoken to, but you're trying to act like, oh, hey, Mrs. Jones, Mm. just wanted to give you a call. It's actually as bad as the the cold calls where they've got an automated person pretending to talk to you, not even a human. Hey, Sandra. Hello. Oh, I just wanted to talk to you about this. Oh, right. I'll just put you through to my advisor. Yeah. yeah that thing. Poor, I like genuinely... Annoy, I get so annoyed when it gets me. Yeah. Go, Hi. Oh. And I go, hello. And then there's that pause that's slightly too long, you think. Yeah. Yeah. You thing got is, me. I genuinely feel sorry for elderly people who are more easy to to manipulate that have because uh, they an hour long know. conversation with that machine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Had uh, a lovely yeah. chat with Susan. Someone. There's a lady on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think they'd catch on, even if it was a terrible timing and stuff. No. You could have like an hour long recording. Couldn't I'm you? sure our nan's had a, had a good <laughs> yeah. conversation with some of those in the past. Um. So that was another one. Mm. Uh, one more. I, I guess mm. there's going to be people using listening to this mm. that are using or have used these tactics. And mm. obviously, sorry, guys, because um, I've been quite negative. Mm. Uh, but I'm sure I'm sure people that do I it guess. are doing it for the right reasons and trying to find success. And I'm thinking, I suppose, what would be their comeback to me saying that it's a terrible thing to do it while works. you're doing it? I mean, like, there's definitely people using all these strategies and it's working for them. So if your only, if your only metric is that it works... Then potentially it could work for you, but then, but how then, how do you measure? It's like how effective it works. It's just like cold calling a thousand people. Oh, you get ten sales. That works. Mm. Whereas but it pisses nine hundred ninety people. If you grow your business, there's only a, there's a there's a finite amount of those messages you can mm. send out. So you're alienating ninety nine point nine percent of your potential customers. Mm. So I think in the long term, I still see it as a negative. But I, I know there must be situations yeah. where it's positive in the long term, I guess. But I, 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 th- I think it's very short-term thinking. And I think like anything, don't listen to everything we're saying and take it on board. Because take everything we're saying with a pinch of salt because we're only talking based on our experiences and what mm. we now believe isn't uh, an effective approach mm. you should be using. But some people will disagree with playing us. Playing devil's advocate with myself as well. Mm. I suppose people may use it as a path like before you work out long-term strategies and how your business is going to get leads Mm. in the next 10 years you might have a year and a half two years of doing this and it being successful in the short term as a route to having enough customers or Mm. enough sales to to find 
things that work mm. in the long term. So just yeah. trying to argue with myself so yeah. that so that people mm. don't hate me and and so I can have some empathy towards that point of view. But well done. Still don't like it. Something else I still really cringe about is some of the designs of the like imagery that I post on social media and stuff. Yeah. It's really Do you know what really I, terrible. Do you know what I really so... I really liked about a lot of the designs that you did in the oh, early no. days. Uh, there was a picture <laughs> of you with like puffed up hair and um uh, puffed up hair. But uh, by the way, I'm using that term as in like poof like a like a you know your hair yeah, yeah. not not in a horrible way. Yeah. Um and <laughs> digging myself into a weird <laughs> hole there um, and like a beigey suit yeah and and he's just smiling and he used to just do <laughs> that head and shoulders in basically any imagery of anything <laughs> in the so like a, a blog header it'd just be like uh, three ways to automate all of your social media <laughs> and get six figures of something quick and then it'd just be you uh. in the corner head and shoulders looking smart um, but again, it's that funny thing. At the time, for the types of clients we were attracting, mm. low value, not paying us a huge amount, mm. um, they loved it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Now, the I'm kind of feeling, clients... <laughs> yeah, some of, the, some of the brands and clients we work with now wouldn't have seen that as good enough quality for stuff <laughs> yeah, we'd put yeah. out. But yeah, I think... Mm. But it's that thing of starting a business. It's hard. When you're, when you're starting a business, you've got to be graphic designer, website developer salesperson salesperson doer of all your work you ever do <laughs> yeah like you gotta have lots of hats so hr it's understandable i think mm. thankfully there are tools with design now mm. um like canva that is useful for mm. people starting out and there's design cloud design cloud um it's a really good service where you can pay about 500 quid a month and have unlimited graphic design mm. outsourced which is really good look that up um what what other um, do you have any examples of stuff we've done? Can you think of anything that you look back on and think, oh, um, I suppose, I suppose the strategy. I mean, we've spoken about it quite a lot of those networking breakfast meetings. That was a huge part of our marketing yeah. in the early days. That makes me cringe a bit because I thought I oh, just thinking. Of, all the time and all the calories consumed <laughs> and all of the useless conversations where we're all just trying to sell to each other around the room. And but but no, like you're not selling to yeah, each other. No one wanted to buy anything. <laughs> yeah. um, but everyone's pretending to be interested in all the oh, other... Really? Oh, really? Yeah, really? Have you heard of my thing you should buy? Um, <laughs> what about my thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that's looking... And, mm. and we, we sp- I won't talk about it in detail. We've spoken mm. about that a lot before and it is effective for a lot of businesses, mm. but certainly not for us and how we were doing it um also i guess uh, some of the tactics we used even for clients in the early days on facebook of the kind of engagement baiting which now you can't do because oh, yeah. they don't let you mm. basically and they suppress but the kind of but again like it was actually doing the job it mm. needed to at the time where it was like um because at the time on facebook uh, they just brought out the different reactions as well as the like button. Yeah. So then you do like polls and images of like, we had some oh, really effective. react with these different things. Which is your favorite car. Yeah. And like one reaction there, one reaction there. And then because it got loads of engagement, Facebook would put it out to loads more people and it just got amazing reach and engagement mm. uh, very quickly. So that worked great. I think, I guess, 
I feel so cringy about these. But the the thing is, it's okay to look back and cringe at these type of things mm. as long as you're moving with the times and adapting and yeah. having new strategies. If we did these same things now, we would be terrible at marketing. Yeah. Um, and terrible at sales mm. and terror like so I guess it's okay to look back at things like that. Yeah, no, and, I think it is. Yeah. I remember something oh, really bad I did. I remember setting up this uh, you know, we used to use the strategy where we did, we wrote an article with like the top 100 influencers in a certain mm. niche mm. and it helped get a lot of traffic to our website mm. and stuff. Um, I tried doing, I tried making it more efficient by sending automated DMs to a list of people who mm. were on the list. But I, I basically put a space between the name tag. Uh, it was supposed to, it was supposed to draw in their name, their Twitter first name, mm. but I didn't do the kind of tag correctly. So it just said, Hey, uh, Bracket name bracket, uh, and, and then you know, no. like when it's obvious you've kind of oh, tried to sneakily. So everyone except Mr. Bracket name bracket. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. For oh no, that was mm. something cringe. And also, I don't know if you remember on our website, we used to have loads of pop-ups. Oh, yeah. I remember I discovered uh, this really cool tool. We do actually use it in a much smaller capacity now mm. called Optin Monster. By the time it had all these cool features and then when anyone moved to a certain place on the website, this thing would come up in their face yeah. like, download this thing that can help you. Yeah. Obviously, Dan's head and shoulders with his, with his <laughs> big hair. Download this thing. <laughs> Make a million pound in three mm. seconds. <laughs> I remember, I mean, our website speed our website loaded <laughs> in about like 20 seconds 12 minutes because dan had put all these pop-ups everywhere <laughs> yeah. possible it was so slow i know but it was that it was a classic i remember getting messages from numerous people saying how annoying they were and i was mm. like oh they're really annoying <laughs> it's that thing isn't it as well it's like those things that disrupt you from as mm. a as a customer from what you're trying to do Again, they, they might get some results mm. in the short term, but over a lo long period of time, they're just annoying for everyone involved. Yeah. Um, but it helped us build our email list a bit. Yes, so. <laughs> as we said, in the short term, these things can be a good route to mm. doing things better. So yeah, mm. can't judge people. There is another strategy. Moving on to things that we maybe didn't do, but things that annoy me now. Mm. The classic getting an email saying, can I write a guest blog for you? Uh, people are still using that strategy to try and mm. get... Um, links on your website and it's and it's all automated and it's I guess how I'm thinking so we get loads of those now like we get loads of LinkedIn DMs every day mm. and all this stuff is it something that I suppose over time they'll get more people ignoring them and they'll just fade fade away and then the new things mm. will come in or or is that just always going to be a well, thing well if you just look historically at other uh, channels like that mm. cold calling Hmm. surely that's been not not that effective for years but it's still happening hmm. i suppose but, but because some people extent, will maybe. convert yeah. but it's the conversion rate must be like 0.0 yeah. something i would if anyone's listening to this and has used automation heavily and hmm. got tangible results you can show us please let us know because i'd be obviously what what i don't understand i, I don't see how it would work long term hmm. and get good results but there must be people that it's worked for. So well, I'd love to see or hear how that works and what you've... There's that guy who's actually wicked, the world's most hated sales trainer, Benjamin yeah. something. Yeah. And he basically does these live cold calling videos and shows you how he does it. He uses a very unique approach mm. that, and it's proven that it's highly effective, mm. but you have to be a real type of person to do it. Mm. Like we've spoken about before, he, 
what does he do? He kind of, he calls up like the receptionist. He just goes, get, can you get Dave on the phone? And yeah. she's like, what? what? I'm, I'm just boarding a plane to JFK. <laughs> is, Dave, is, Dave the is Dave there? And then like, they're so like disoriented. And then they're like, oh, I'll just put you through. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but again, like, is that the first kind of mm. like point of contact you want? I, that I see that more as like a kind of entertaining quirk of like, oh, that's good. That guy's found a way to do it. But it's not scalable to a group of people. Like mm. people have to have specific skills to, to be able to well, do it. Well, he that. trains people to do it. But well, I think. Yeah, but he's still the only the only person I've ever seen do it well. So yeah. does he train people effectively to do it? Yeah. I don't know. Can it be trained? But yeah, I, I just, with the like LinkedIn automation, DMs and stuff like that, I'm sure there's people listening that use it. So yeah, I'd really like to hear, mm. or maybe you're, you've tried it or are trying it and you've realized, yeah, it doesn't work. Mm. I'd be interested to hear that as well. But I also think um, one more thing that really gets to me is, and you've had it before as well, mm. when I don't, it can be on various um communication channels usually it's a phone call mm. but when someone acts like they want to become a customer of yours and then really it's a sales pitch for their yeah. thing <laughs> we have the same collaborate with we me. have the same marketing event every year that calls us multiple times and says we'd really like we're looking for speakers <laughs> yeah this, is, this, it. this is their approach yeah and then now obviously i go oh yeah it's you again remember you talk to me every year <laughs> oh no it's a new person all right never never the same member <laughs> they've always left um and it's like oh just just straight away are you actually looking for speakers or to speak do you have to have do you have to pay you oh, to well, be you, at the event you have to pay three thousand pound for well, uh... we, we, we might look at speak mostly <laughs> um you have to pay four thousand for a stand at the event and then you can speak to an empty room okay <laughs> right i see yeah <laughs> Oh, again, it's that thing of tricking people. Anything where you're trying to trick uh, people, I don't see as a long-term successful thing. Yeah, Like there's only a finite amount. Again, they've mm. called us and every year we go, remember, you tried to trick us the last year. There's a recent one that we've been getting whilst Edith's been away. They've been trying mm. to get hold of her and they, uh, they, kept, they said, they've rung a number of times saying, mm. um, we, manage your, we manage your energy. I want to talk to you about something. And I'm sort of like, oh, is this a sales call? Like, no, no, no. We, we just want to speak to Edith about the energy that we were speaking about. And I was sort of like, why would anyone want to speak to me about the energy? And then they rung up <laughs> the numerous energy. times and I was like, she's not here, she's not here. Mm -hmm. Eventually I kind of said, can you just tell me what the thing is you want to tell her about the energy? Mm -hmm. Like I'm the co-founder of the business, can you just tell me? And they, and they were like, um, well, basically this, nothing to worry about, but there's this a new thing that we're offering. And I was like, oh, you're just, this is a sales mm -hmm. call. Mm -hmm. There's no th thing to tell Eda about the energy. It's <laughs> you trying to sell something additional. No, it's not sales. I just need to tell Eda about the thing I'm selling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's also that, that the way you make someone feel is that first point of mm -hmm. contact. Even if that's effective, I think you're, you know, mm -hmm. not a nice person trying to... I also think from people I've spoken to, those businesses really struggle with start like that make those people that have to do those repetitive sales calls are trying to trick people <laughs> yeah the turnover of staff so quick because it's just soul destroying yeah the whole day lying <sighs> to people yeah. no no it's not sales call. <laughs> no no i just got three questions i need to quickly ask about energy <laughs> oh really and are they going to lead the answer to the question is going to lead you to saying actually we've got something yeah. that might be good for yeah you. i love it when whenever anyone says about collaboration Mm. That's the one where they try and trick you. We're looking to partner with people yeah. uh, to collaborate. You know, we'll give you business and, you know, you know, something else could happen. You yeah. give us business. Yeah. It's like, oh. Partner up. You you pay us. <laughs> and, we um, give you a service. We provide you a service. That's you, not a partnership. You don't want. <laughs> That's just us being a customer of yours. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Moral of the... Well, is there any, any other examples you want to talk um, about? Dan? No, I think that's about it. Because I, I think moral of the story is... Yeah. If you're tricking people into trying to buy from you, it might work for a bit. Yeah. But probably won't be a good way to... <laughs> yeah. To do stuff in the long term. Yeah. Um, and also, something else to note, if you have success with these things, please talk to us. Because I want to do another episode where we can say, this stuff we said is rubbish. Yeah. Here are some businesses. This guy did this. This this but woman did this. You know, no one's going to do that. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm open. I've got an open mind, Dan. Okay. I mean, I started this episode with a very closed mind saying it's all rubbish. Mm. But now I'm... I'm being open-minded. Cool. How are they going to get in touch with us? You can DM us. They can fax us. They can, yeah, We've got so, a printer with a fax. Has it got a faxing on it now? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if they do that anymore. Yeah, fax us. Uh, send us a stamped addressed envelope. They used to do that on Blue Peter, didn't they? Did they? Like yeah, I don't really know what it means. PO box something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, please do message us or comment on, on this video or a video you've seen. Or don't. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> We'll still be back next week, won't we? Yeah, we will. We will. And it'll be good whether we have your contribution or not. So, you know, either way is fine. See you next week. Bye.